Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerpy, and on today's Ag Talk, I will be sitting down with one of my friends, Lydia Griffin, who is a college student studying to get her degree in agricultural communications and horticulture. I hope you guys really enjoy it, but let's get straight into it. I know. Hold on. Let me count us down. One, two, three, four. To what? <laughs> to four. <laughs> We're recording now. Yeah. One, two, three, four, go. Hey, Mrs. Griffin. <laughs> Did we start? <laughs> yeah, we're already starting. Oh, okay. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm great. Dude, you got to admit I'm a great friend because you said you wanted this podcast outside, and I did it. Yeah, and I also said that... What was that? Oh my god, what was that noise? It was a dog. I also said that like a year and a half ago. Yeah, hey, hey. It's my fault. Hey, we were in a pandemic. We were in a pandemic. But I just want to tell everybody, she wanted this outside and it's outside. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. We're in an old barbecue shop. Yeah, be quiet. We're outside. (laughs) How you doing, Lydia? I'm great. It's been a while. It has been so long. When was the first time I met you? It was like 2019? No, it was not. It was in 2019? It was 2020. It was 2020? Yeah. Wow. At Williams Farm. That was five years ago. It was last year. That was five years ago. And you was an intern at the Land Trust, too. Yeah. Is bir- there a bird on the <laughs> Those mic? Those birds are awesome. <laughs> Those birds are awesome. I don't even see any of them. They're if, everywhere. If I took these off, I couldn't hear it. They're everywhere. But I just wanted to bring you on the show because I thought you was a cool, interesting person. And one, you asked to be on the show, I guess, a year ago. I think you asked me. You I know, think it's you, all a blur. I think you asked me when I was oh, at a... <laughs> I think you asked me when I was at a farmer's market. I came to your farmer's market at the Athens farmer's market and you saw me. You was like, hey, can I be on your podcast? Oh, yeah. And then I got you that sticker and then you got me the same sticker. So it kind of like mm-hmm. canceled out. Back- All right. VR, so, get that bird. Backstory for everybody. We met five years ago. Last year, 2021. At the Athens Land Trust. You was an intern and you told me how you had this wicked passion for agriculture. Yeah. And you was only 21, which I thought was surprising. I was 20. Oh, yeah. How old are you now? I'm 21 now. Do you see how much research I did for this show? <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> you don't even know what day it is. Last year we met. One year ago. We met one year. Are you sure? Yeah. You sure? Yes, because I was a junior. I ju- could have sworn it was 2019. I was a junior in college. You was, was a junior in college. And I was an intern at Athens Land Trust. Man, time flies. Time does fly. So... Let's get into these questions. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so first question. Don't say anything that's going to get you in trouble. Okay. Where were you born and raised? Carrollton, Georgia. Where? Carrollton. Where is that at? That's like 
Southwest. Southwest Georgia? Yeah. And it's, uh, geez, I hope it's not East. That'd be embarrassing. It's Southwest because it's West Georgia College. Okay. Um, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm worst at a map. The worst? I'm the worst. The worst ever? Yeah, I'm the no, worst at I, a map. I think, uh, so it's close to Bowden, Georgia, which is where... I have I, no idea what that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know where Carrollton is, then you probably don't know where Bowden is. But, but that's where you're at. Yeah, I grew up bouncing between Carrollton and Bowden because my grandparents lived in Bowden. Is that where you found your love for agriculture? Or is, yes. How? Like, working on your family farm? Um, my grandparents, my grandpa specifically, they, he had um, a cattle operation. And the cows always freaked me out, but I still thought they were cool. But he also had, like, a little vegetable plot. Mm-hmm. And then he also... So my grandparents grew up, like, within walking distance from each other. But they both grew up on, like, cotton farms. Mm-hmm. And so we would just go visit um, where they grew up and stuff. Um, and I just thought the history was so cool and how, how tied they were to it. And I just was like... And just also the way my grandpa talked about agriculture... And the language he used, and just nature itself, I was like, man, I want to have that. So language. you wanted more like dealing with the animals or dealing with the vegetables? The vegetables. The cows freaked me out. Why do cows freak you out? Um, they're big beasts. They're not that big. They're very big, and they they're unpredictable. They're not that big. I've gotten better. I pregged like a cow this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I asked. I asked why do cows moo at the farm that I went to go pregged the cow at. And well, that's guy, not a kindergarten question, yeah, but all right. Yeah, I mean, this guy had been working with cows for, like, 20-plus years, and I was like, you know, why do they why do they moo? Mew? Why do they meow? <laughs> and he, like, looked at me like I was an alien. And, Did and he I, answer it? No. Oh, so he didn't even know? No, he didn't know. So it was a good question. Yeah, for a kindergarten, but... You know, there's you know a lot what, of wisdom in kindergartners. You know what? A for effort. Why do cows moo? People send in your responses. Why do cows move? People do. I I still haven't found an answer. I bet it's a quick Google search. How much do you want to bet? I don't want to pull up Google right now. Okay. But wait, are you still in school? Or are you out of school now? That's a great question. Are you in school? Um. So I put on the uh, cap and gown. Mm-hmm. Friday. Okay. But I'm not graduated. I just celebrated graduation. Wait, what? So, supposedly, I'm going to Germany to study okay. for the next two semesters okay. as part of my undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I wouldn't be here for two graduation ceremonies to celebrate. So, I celebrated early, but I'm not signed up to graduate until August. So, you lied? Yes. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? But So, you're still in school? You're still in school? I'm still in school. I'm, okay. I'm, a, life, are, I'm a lifelong student. Okay. And what are you going to school for? So my degree, my major is agriculture communications. And what are you supposed to do with that? Um, anything. What do you mean it's, anything? It's like, the best way to describe it is journalism for the ag industry. Oh, okay. Um, and some people say, oh, you talk to plants? Like, yes. Oh, you talk to farmers? Yes. Oh, you talk to scientists? Yes. You, oh, you talk to people? Who came yes. to you and said, do you talk to plants? Anyone I tell I'm an ag communications That is person. so dumb. Yeah. I, under, I thought it was just like you communicate with the farmers. A part of it. Yeah, and scientists. I would never say that you talk to plants. But I, I said yes. Well, you did ask somebody, does a cow moose? So I'm not even going to question stuff yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. No question anymore? Should I just take this headset off? No. <laughs> but 
So that's what you're going to school for, agricultural communication. But then you're like a soil freak, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my the ag comm stuff is very much like you have a science background, and then you have on the you have these communication tools like built on top of it. So maybe like photography or writing or podcasting, mm-hmm. um, all all sorts of things. But I was more interested. I you know I valued the communication pieces and I mm-hmm. liked it, but it just didn't ignite that same passion in me as like the more science-based stuff so i added a horticulture minor and then the hort classes were the ones i enjoyed the most Hmm. and then i also got really interested in like different types of farming so like organic versus conventional or regenerative and then i i got interested through the ag communication stuff i got interested in like global food security Mm -hmm. or local food security both Maybe I don't need to get into that yet. No, you can get into that. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think just that, like, I was really lost it with the food security thing about, like, I was looking for one common answer. Uh, I think my best and worst thing about myself is I'm a very black and white thinker. And so I wanted one answer for each thing. So, like, with food security, boom, I wanted one answer to how to fix it. Oh, no, we in the gray. Yeah. We live in the gray. I have a very hard time. We live in the gray. Or maybe with the type of the you know the ways of farming i always Mm -hmm. thought organic was the way but then i did row crop research and i was like it's just not sustainable given the growing population that i could go into that for hours no yeah there's a lot of different stuff that people don't understand that i remember when people would say gmo gmos gmos when people (laughs) would say gmos were like an evil thing and that it caused problems and then when i did more research into it i was like there's nothing wrong with gmos it's the i will say the only thing wrong with it is that it's patent through a company that does screw over a lot of farmers yeah but the actual science and product of it is pretty remarkable and and if we did come down to like the nitty gritty, it's great that that's an option. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that it's true. That company that starts with an M, I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to get sued, but that <laughs> company. And yeah, and then like with row crops and all the other stuff, like it's not actually bad, but it is not sustainable out of way. Yeah, not, not sustainable. Neither is organic, in my opinion. Organic is awesome, but I. I think to a certain scale, it's tough to manage. Well, organic is weird because you're only considered organic through basically the government. Yeah. And it's kind of like through the government, it's like you're organic to use the products that they are allowing you to use. Yeah. So it's kind of like steroids in sports. You can't take steroid A, but you can take steroid B. We're fine with steroid B. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So... That's why I like when a lot of farmers are saying, like, we're not going to go get the organic certification because if those big, if big ag doesn't have to have a certification to be called organic, why do we need to have a certification to be called organic? And they're working more with, like, farmers markets and restaurants and people are getting more educated about, like, you don't need these certifications. You just need to see how the farmer is actually doing exactly. their job. Are they are they spraying raid around their crops and stuff? Yeah, and I think the main point with that and then I'll tell you why I went into it in the first place is like I'm always going to buy organic if I can just because I've only worked on organic farms mm-hmm. and I have a tremendous amount of respect for all of the regulations and like you said check boxes they have to check to make 
it's sellable at an organic price. And I support that because I know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. But the point I was going to make about the food, food security thing and the type of farming and where those two meet and all the clutter and like answers to all those different things, the main foundational thing, the thing that I got from taking different horticulture classes at UGA was like the soil is the foundation and the common denominator between all the things. Mm-hmm. And I just continually, continuously saw like the answers coming back again and again and again to the answers that lie in the soil. And is that where your soil obsessing came from? Yes. Because you were really obsessed with soil when I first met you. I love soil. Yeah, you was really getting into soil. Yes. And I don't know, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's but, full circle, we all go back. But what about it just intrigues you this much? I think there's so many different elements. I think the two main factors are, and they kind of feel selfish because they're like, things that I constantly like trip me up but like one of them is time mm-hmm. so I have a hard time with time I always say but I think it's just mind-boggling to me how long it takes to build soil up mm-hmm. but then how quickly it takes to take it away and like all of the dedication that people put into like preserving it or building it mm-hmm. and like how fundamental that is to a farmer's success or to our success and humans eating. And then also just the role it plays in like geography and like the natural privilege that people have on the soil that they're, they're born on. I mean, if, if they are born in a temperate environment like New Zealand or Australia or somewhere that has fine soil, then they're automatically at a higher advantage and likely have higher access to food than someone who just happens to be born in a place that has bad soil. Where do you think has the best soil? Uh, Midwest. Midwest? Why? US. Um, there's a bunch of reasons. Well, name one. Um, their organic matter layer, like the top layer of soil, is very, very deep. Hmm. So that dark, rich soil that we have about this much in uh, i don't know my farm has plenty of dark well so i would I love to what, come see it I don't know what you talking about i would about. love to come dig a hole no your you're not digging at my farm i've seen you dig soil and you get too crazy <laughs> you ain't doing that in my farm i've seen you but you can come visit your dog can come too yeah but no you can come visit but you ain't digging up my dirt no i've seen you dig no I do get after it. No, you dig like a mole trying to burrow his home for the winter. <laughs> you ain't digging at my place. One, one time I, you know, can I name drop Seth here? Yeah. Okay. One time I was um, spreading compost on one of his rows, and I had that long rake. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, level with the ground, like, knees bent, like, biceps clenched going back and forth with that rake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Seth coming up all peaceful and stuff was like, hey, 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 what are you doing? He's like very easy just go back and forth i was like got getting really competitive and weird about it and he i was like oh okay seth thanks yeah i'm pretty sure seth doesn't sound like that but i get what well, you're saying I just mean, like he's a very chill mellow person yeah he don't, he don't say hey 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just saying like some people would be like don't break my rake but he was like hey what's up you know if you want to not do it in a way that hurts you can do it like this and i was like oh thanks seth yeah because you you're very aggressive with dirt i will say that yeah well, also, I just, like, 
yeah i i i think it's just like working out thingy. it's not a competition yeah I, I would think i get t- competitive and weird it's about it it's not a competition yeah you're not gonna win i could win no the soil's gonna win you're <laughs> oh you're gonna, so right yeah you're not oh that was win. the second point i was gonna make so i did mention the geography thing mm-hmm. but the second point i was gonna make was just like and this was something i read from a textbook this semester was the soil accepts back that which came from it so like whatever comes from it is he gonna go back mm-hmm. and it's just a i don't know it's just a constant reminder you know i don't really regardless of what you believe and religious or spiritual spiritual you know whatever it, it now we're recording we're back people sorry four you don't have to count down i already said that we're back sorry people lydia was just talking for so long and my recording device was like, this is getting... Why am I here? <laughs> because you're an interesting person, but you was getting way too deep about soil. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Anyways, full circle, creation, soil's awesome. Soil's awesome, comes from the dirt. Yes. Lydia's will be at the ministry this afternoon with her cult talking about dirt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually would. But uh, so how so since you're in school and you did say that the Hort program did help with you finding your love for all this stuff, how impactful do you think impactful do you think UGA has been for you? I think extremely impactful. Um, I transferred here for the ag program. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sisters were going here, but mainly for the ag program. I also know people in you know in my same position that haven't liked it as much mm-hmm. um but i think those same people are just like uga was my final milestone and then that's kind of it but i i think it takes a little bit of digging um did you just make a dirt pond i've i get i do every okay. chance i get don't even get me started on bees okay i have so many bee puns no that can be for later dude <laughs> <laughs> okay did not okay Anyways, it takes a little bit of digging to mm-hmm. find certain opportunities, like working with the land trust, meeting you. Mm-hmm. It just like, I don't know, I, I tie it all back to UGA because once you find an opportunity within UGA or like connected to UGA, it opens up so many opportunities. But I do like how you said it. When God, I have met a lot of uh, college students who got into an ag program and... I guess they didn't really like it or they didn't think it was what they thought it was going to be or they thought things were just going to be, like, handed to them. Mm -hmm. And I know that happens to a lot of people with a lot of other degrees where they think, like, oh, I get this degree and then I'll automatically get the job. But Mm -mm. the only few people that I've seen who were, like, successful outside of college are the ones who know I have to work a little bit extra. That's why you're here because you wouldn't be here if you weren't one of those people. Be here. Yeah, you know what, dude? You, this podcast was a disaster. I don't know why we're doing this now. Either. Yeah, but I I agree. I think it. I think it's not like you have to dig and tie yourself out and like be tired of like trying to find all these new connections and opportunities. I think once you put a little bit into it, then you get a lot back. Mm-hmm. It's a very rewarding program, and I really really liked it. So, but what are you planning on doing after school? Um. Well, like, when you get done, officially done, not your fake graduation posters, and, like, when you're officially done, done. So, I don't think I will be. What do you mean? Um, I think because I I love school so, so much, and the part 
of my life that's influenced me the most has been research mm-hmm. um, and making those connections through research and the people I've met that are within academia. I just want to be, I would love to be a professor one day. Okay. Um, but I, I first want to do primarily research and extension work mm-hmm. um, with, you know, right now, soil science, using soil science as a basis to increase food security, whether that's improving, you know, access or there's a, there's a bunch of different ways, but. So basically you want to be a professor. Yes. Okay. That was the roundabout answer. Well, I'm saying I like research. (laughs) Okay. Some people have, some people have a teaching appointment and they all only teach and that's Mm -hmm. awesome, but I want to teach and I want to research. But are you heavy more on the research part? I think I would be in my younger days. And you're young, dude, you're 21. What are you talking about? I'm 21. <laughs> I'm 21, but I think that, I mean, this body is finite. Okay. And I cannot dig forever. Okay. Because I will get old one day. And mm, then... Not according to Elon. Musk? Yeah. What do you mean? He's going to come up with a bunch of robotic stuff. Probably farm forever. Yeah, so what I mean is I'll do research forever. Okay. Because I'll be a superhero. You'll be a superhero. Yeah. A robotic superhero that digs dirt. Yes. But I, I also just love teaching. I love talking to people and I love teacher student interaction. And those have been some of my favorite interactions. And I love asking questions and I love answering questions. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I can ride with that. Yeah. You're not you're somebody that has a goal. Do you know the professor off of Harry Potter? That which one? The one that um she Jeez, I don't know the actress's name. But she, like, teaches with leaves and stuff. Oh, the one professor that they show once in the very first movie. I don't even know if it's the very first movie. She has round glasses, and she's very quirky. Oh, no, you're talking about... Man, look, we're off the Harry Potter. I'll, I'm just saying. <laughs> you want to be that person. I want to be her. I want to okay. be like, who the heck is that professor? <laughs> yeah. I want to be that. I think you already get that. Wow, really? Yeah. That's the biggest compliment. I can see you as a professor, and I can see you as the quirky professors. I had a few yeah. quirky professors. I can see you as that. They're my favorite. I think you'll be a good professor. I think you'll be a good teacher. I've seen you teach and tell people stuff before. Bossy. Yeah, you're not bossy. I'm bossy. You're not bossy. Mm. You're more like understanding mm. but i'm more demanding for some reason it works if you're just like hey if you want to do this you can yeah and then people respond so much better than just like hey do it well that's me i'm like hey do it yeah you're gonna do it i don't i don't want to re- be recording this podcast dejan it made me be here no <laughs> you've been asking for this for like five years <laughs> It's been one year. We got you on the show. 2020 was last but year. But I'm glad to hear that you have a plan, though. I do, like I said, I met a lot of kids who went into an ag program, and they thought they had a plan, and they thought they knew what was going on, and they didn't. And, I mean, well, they had an idea, but it wasn't a real plan. Yeah. And now that plan is malleable, and it has to bend. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just think about COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm supposedly going to Europe in a couple weeks mm-hmm. to study there for seven months. But also, that might not happen. And then I gotta adapt again. Oh, that, then, huh? Then you're gonna be stuck here bothering me, okay? I'm not stuck, but I'm, I'm never stuck. Hmm. But even if I was, I would find a way to do something that's related to what I wanna do long term. Let's go, Germany. Let's go, Germany. I can only Come handle through. Lydia for so much. Let's go, Germany. <laughs> Come through. Do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that over there? 
Who are you talking to? Germany. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Germany, take in Lydia. I can I can only do so much of <laughs> I can only do this for so long. <laughs> oh my god, you're a super nice person though. I don't I don't want anybody thinking that I hate you. You're a super nice person. I'm decent. But I'm I'm really happy that you're going to Germany. Thanks. And I hope you stay over there. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you know? I'm really happy that you do. But so, basically, we hit your dream job. Your dream job would be a professor in Germany. Um, I don't know if I'd stay in Germany or not. I mean, no, I haven't stay been in there. Germany. I might, I might stay there, but I have two more degrees to get. Like, yeah, okay. Well, then just stay in Germany. And then I might go back teach over there. Get all the oh. chocolate, Swiss cheese. I said Germany. Oh well, hey. But <laughs> I'm sure they have Swiss cheese. Yeah, stay in Germany. Don't come back to Georgia. I love Georgia. The only thing I'm worried about if you come back to Georgia and you're an ag professor in Georgia, you're going to call on me to come to your class and talk. Hey, Dejan, what would you talk about? Most times I get... Mustard? No, dude. <laughs> Most times I get asked to come and speak about agriculture for from a young uh, entrepreneur's standpoint. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Why are you actually think you're the victim? That's awesome. No. Well, I like doing it, but... I like going talking to uh, younger people when, when it comes to farming because the I can clearly see who is actually taking it seriously and who's not. And the moment I know somebody's taking it seriously when they come up to me and they ask me, is farming profitable? And then I'm like, oh, you, you get it. You'll be successful in this. And then I'll go even deeper with them. Because mm. if you don't ask that question, then it just shows me that you're doing it for a hobby and you're not really taking it seriously. Well, can't you do it for a hobby and also it not be your livelihood? No. Why not? We live in a real world. When it's, when you treat it as your hobby, you're not really putting that much focus into it like you should be. But if someone has a day job, part-time job or whatever, and they're farming for a hobby. Yeah, and that's fine. But if you want to make it your livelihood, you need mm. to be dedicated. Yeah, to I mean, that. I guess in that light, it can't be. Yeah, it can still be something fun that you like to do, like a job that you don't hate. Because yeah. I don't hate farming at all. I love doing it, but I do treat it as a business. And, like, if something does happen, I can't do the whole, well, it's all right. We'll just figure it out as we go. It's like, no, I got to figure out how to do this now. Especially with farm yeah so it's like you have to treat it like a business not a fortune 500 company but treat it like treat it like it's something that you do need to provide food on the table even though you're growing food but you also are having fun because it is something that you like to do one one thing that i remember most from the first farm i worked at it was rogers greens and roots farm in Mm -hmm. douglasville and i worked with this person who we were digging potatoes together, and we both had these big pitchforks. And you mentioned before that I get aggressive when I'm farming. You do. You stabbed all the potatoes, didn't you? Well, I got too close to the main potatoes, yeah. Yeah, you stabbed all the and potatoes. And I stabbed them. And I kept doing it over and over again. And this other farmer was also getting after it, but in a much more graceful way. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me, and he, like, picked up a, a potato that I stabbed. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me in the eyes, and he's like, look at me. And he's like, he said, treat every piece of produce like a baby. Yeah. And I think about that every time I touch a vegetable. Because to him, that's profits that you just stabbed through. But he, and he didn't have his own farm. And this is the reason he said why. Is because he cares too much. (laughs) No, that's not caring too much. That's being reasonable. Like, you can't, because once you stab that potato, there's no money there. 
Yeah. And you just stabbed like 50 of them. But imagine imagine having 60 acres full of babies. Yeah, you got to treat every single baby like it's yours, and you got to make sure you uh, take care of it and cuddle That's it and insane. coddle it. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, one of the things I would tell people when he said treat it like a baby, this is one thing that I do tell people when I'm teaching them to put transplants into the ground. I have a funny story about this, too. I don't think I can get in trouble for this story. But I'll tell them to, like, when you put the transplant in the ground and then you pack the dirt in, to tuck it in like it's your child at night. Yeah. And so I'll be like, tuck it in like you're trying to make sure that it's safe from the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you got to tuck this thing in at night so it Mm -hmm. doesn't get attacked by the boogeyman. But there was this one kid, I I taught this whole entire college class how to transplant. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the women killed it. They destroyed it. Mm -hmm. I I, I will hands down say women are, are better farmers than men. Hands down killed it, right? They care for the stuff a lot better. The guys would just like just toss the thing in there <laughs> or they'll talk and not really care about it because it might not be that exciting. For some reason, like girls just have like this secondhand nature of just caring for something a lot better than a guy that's like just jamming it in there. I've seen you do it before too. I ain't even had to tell you when I showed you how to transplant, you just put it in there. Mm. But um there was this one guy, he was bragging about that he was in the gym and that he could deadlift like 600 pounds or something. And for the life of him, he could not put a transplant in the ground. Wow. He could not. And I ended up yelling at him saying, I don't care if you can bench press the moon. Tuck that squash in the <laughs> ground. <laughs> and like, I was like, you're not cool, dude. Because you're messing with our stuff. This is when I was working for another farm. Mm-hmm. And my farm manager, Seth, died laughing. And he <laughs> said, I'm the very first employee who ever will talk to anybody if I want to. Yeah, I couldn't see Seth saying that to anybody. No, but it, it is kind of like, like, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So that's why when you saying your friend is all like treating like a baby, like it, it gets serious. Because if you do one thing wrong, that thing's not going to grow. Mm-hmm. And then you make no money off of it, and then you can't pay your bills, and then your family's homeless, and you lose the farm, all because you stabbed a potato. But you can deadlift, so. But you can deadlift. You can deadlift 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. Cool, bro. I'll call you if I get stuck in their car. But put <laughs> the squash in the ground. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, but what do you like to do outside of ag? Because you're an ag, I feel like you're an ag nerd. Yeah. You're more of an ag nerd than me. Why do you think that? You just are. I think I'm just louder. No, I think you are. I think you're more of an ag nerd than me. But you're an ag nerd, and I know your whole life doesn't revolve around agriculture. So what do you do outside of ag? Um, you know, I hate to say it following that conversation, but I am a personal trainer. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and I love, love, love movement. I love working out. Um, I, that's actually kind of partially how I got into ag, like after my grandparents' mm-hmm. stuff. Because I got into, like, the whole nutrition side of things. Mm-hmm. But I got more interested in, like, I worked for a meal prep company. Oh, that's cool. So I was, like, doing meal prep things for, like, people who wanted to build muscle or whatever. Um, and I was just, like, got more interested in the zucchini than everything. I was like, where is this zucchini from? And she's like, we can go look at where. My boss was like, let's go look at where it's from. Oh, that's cool. And then I liked doing that more than I liked cooking or giving nutritional advice that kind of thing but nonetheless i love cooking mm-hmm. um i love working out um running with my dog can you deadlift 600 pounds not 600 no mm. um i won't be calling you if i get stuck in their car 
Um, I love like playing ultimate frisbee, any kind of sports. I love sports. Um, you just like doing overall act- active stuff. I love being active. And you know what? That goes a lot with farmers. You would think a farmer would not be that active. They have to be. Yeah, but farmers are super active outside yeah. of farming. They have to be. I mean, I think farming is what... I think that natural tendency to, or, like, need to do those things is... That's why farming keeps so many people sane. Mm-hmm. Is because that passion for movement or that need to move, ag, fulfills that. Mm. But it also pays you. And they're like, what a blessing that is when you can overlap those two things. That's true. That's nice. But I feel like that's a very basic answer. Obviously, I hang out with my friends and my family. Well, yeah, you're a basic person, all right. There you go. Yeah, I'm very boring. Um... I like to read. Okay, dude, stop. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is tough. And you said my life doesn't revolve around ag, but it kind of does. It really does. And it's kind of annoying when I'm just trying to be in, like, a situation, and then I'm, like, in a normal conversation with someone, and I'm like, well, what about soil? And you're like, what the heck are you, you talking about? You're one like, of those people that brings up stuff. I can't not you're think about meme. it. You're that meme. You're that meme where it's a thought bubble saying, when can I bring up soil? I can't I can't <laughs> not think about it. Seriously. Will you be in a movie theater and just be like, man, that's some nice dirt I'm seeing on screen? I hate movies. What? I hate movies. Why do you hate movies? Because I I can't get lost in a movie. Probably because I'm thinking about soil, but I. But you don't look at the like movie screen and be like, man, that's some nice dirt in the in the scene. Yeah, but then I'm thinking, man, I wish I was in it, and then I was like, well, no one's holding me here, so I get up and I go get in it. So you paid your ticket. <laughs> you paid your ticket to go watch this movie. I won't pay the see, ticket. I literally you, won't go to the movie. <laughs> you see the movie, and you're like, you know what? I paid 15 bucks for this whole experience. I'm finna go into the dirt. I won't pay. My God, why don't you like the movies? We'll get off that. That's a, that's a conversation outside. Yeah, I don't like the movies. But that's I like to hear that your life is surrounded by ag. Yeah, it, it really does revolve around it. And it just melds together like everything that you do just melds together with ag. Yes. Food, nutrition, working out. That's really weird because my I have like I feel like I have two separate lives. Really? Yeah, I have my ag life and then I have my like personal stuff. Yeah, and I don't know. Again, back with the soil, it just, I've never felt more connected and, like, full circle in my life before than I do, like, now. Like, everything connects to everything what I'm doing. Everything just came together. In the same way the soil connects to everything. Of That's cool. All the time, yeah. That's cool, and it all just comes together. Yes, it's very easy. That's what I say, you're more of an ag nerd than me. Yeah. Because I'm not thinking about soil <laughs> in my personal <laughs> life. I mean, it, is, it, it can get tiring and annoying, like I said. No, I think you enjoy it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I think you enjoy it. I don't think you're annoyed by it. I think you enjoy it. I think you like thinking about dirt and more research that you can do. Yeah. But what in Germany are you going to do then for research? Um, so the research is like, it's um, called a maze. Mm-hmm. A-M-A-I-Z-E. Like corn okay um lame name but okay i i think it's cool um but of course you would it's basically it's a sino german project so it's like a it's between china agricultural university in beijing Mm -hmm. and then hohenheim university in germany which is where i'd be going um but i'm basically going to be working under a phd student as part of this whole big project with all these different elements and i'm on one little element of the project and it's basically like 
the whole the whole project is making phosphorus more like phosphorus uptake by corn specifically because mm-hmm. um, phosphorus is such a limited nutrient but it's also such an essential nutrient so it's working with like mycorrhizae or um, different microbes in the soil and root roots being able to reach phosphorus so this is just perfect for you it is this perfect is perfect and you because, get, and you're over there for seven months yeah well the, the first month i'm just like traveling mm-hmm. around a little bit i hope that works out for you me too i think I, it'll work out for you i hope i, I hope i'm I excited for you that's Thank cool you. I'm very send excited. me pictures i will you can come i'm i'm not going to germany okay i'm not going to germany i love you germany but i'm not, <laughs> I'm not going I hate getting on planes. I'm not going all the way to Germany. Yeah. Planes. Can I tell you a story? Okay. Um, I came back off of a really long plane ride this past summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so summer 21. That's not important. But I came back from a long plane ride. And the plane ride was 13 hours long. Oh, and I didn't move. I oh, just God. slept the whole time. Um, and then I, the day after I got back, I started working at the Honeybee Lab mm-hmm. at UGA. And I, had, I realized I had never been stung by a bee. Um, so of course I got stung yeah. the first day working there and then my legs were swollen and they were like, oh, you have a blood clot from oh God. being on the plane. And I was like, oh, maybe. So then I went to the ER. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. What was that? There's oh. kids in the park. They're <laughs> laughing at my jokes. Um, yeah. So I went to the ER and the guy was like looking for a blood clot and he didn't see anything. He's like, what have you been doing today? And I was like, oh, I've, I've just been like hanging out. Um, I started work at the honeybee lab. He's like, have you been stung before? And I was like, no. He's like, did you get stung today? I was like, yes, I did. He's like, could you be swollen from that? I was like, you might be onto something here. You might be onto something here. I would have gave you $10 not to tell me that story. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a way bigger buildup to that story. <laughs> no. I would have gave you $10 and I would have paid for your flight to Germany what the not heck? to hear that story. I thought it was a good story. No. There's more that goes into it. No, no, it doesn't. You didn't build it up right. <laughs> like, Sorry, gonna, I was distracted. How are you going to start a podcast that? one day? You're not going to do stories. Well, you're supposed to just let the other person talk. No, you got to interact. This is like a conversation between two friends. Maybe. See, aren't we having fun? Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. You totally shut down my story. I mean, I really did. I'll tell. Let me. I'll, I'll show you how to tell a story. So this is the first time I ever got stunned by a wasp. I was at. I was working at. This was the last farm I ever worked at, and we were taking down the T post, and we would put PVC pipes on top of the T post. So that we can extend the um, fencing so the peas could climb all the way up and we didn't have to worry about them overlapping. Well, I didn't know that there was a wasp nest inside of the PVC piping. And so when I went by it, we were shaking the whole entire T-post out. And the wasp just flew straight out, came right to me and landed on my chest and it stung me. And I didn't even realize that a wasp stung me. I thought I got shot. It hurt that bad. Yeah, it hurt that bad. I thought I got shot, and I, like, grabbed my chest. Oh, my God. And I, like, fell to the floor. And I was like, oh, God, did I just get shot? And, and then I looked down, and I just see the, the wasp. I just squished on my chest. <laughs> and then I was all like, oh, crap. And then the swelling just started right then and there. Mm. And so my boss went and got me some Benadryl 
But because I'm a bigger dude, I have to take more medicine than the average person. So he gave me four. Uh, he gave me four tablets of Benadryl. What? Because two wasn't enough. Because I was still hurting, and they were like, "Why are you still hurting?" And I was like, "Give me another one. I gotta take more medicine than other people do." And he was all like, "Are you sure?" And I was all like, "Dude, I, I took ten Advils in one day. Give me the Benadryl." <laughs> and like, I got a little high, but I started to mellow out. And then I and then. I was so out of it, I went back to the same T-post, shook it again, and then got stung on the back by another wasp, and I fell forward, because again, I thought, oh, I just got shot, and I just fell forward, and everybody was all like, why did you go back to the same as that T-post? And I was like, dude, dude, I don't know what's Too many Benadryl. On. I'm off the Benadryl. And then, when I fell forward, my hand went right into an anthill, and then I got bit up by ants. And then, walking back to the pavilion to just say, I'm done with today, I, like, kicked the rock. The rock hit a beehive, and the bee came out and stung me on my cheek. <laughs> and so I got stung twice by a wasp. My hand was already bitten up by a bunch of ants. Mm-hmm. And now I have this giant pimple-sized zit just growing out of my face. I just feel like that's karma. I don't know what I did that day to deserve all of that. It didn't have to be that day. Like, you know how today, how you said you would have paid me $10 and I had to tell you the story? Yeah. You're probably going to get stung again. No, I think I'll be, be fine. It'll be a year from now. I think it'll I'll be, be fine. It'll be tomorrow. It'll be whenever. I think I'll be fine. But you'll think back to what you said to me. I probably will forget this whole thing, but I think it'll be if fine. If only it was recorded. I already forgot your airplane story, but I oh think it'll God. be fine. <laughs> we're just two friends hanging out talking about ag. <laughs> This is my favorite interview. It's not even an interview. We're just talking about ag. <laughs> but, okay. And there's people running and everything through the park. <laughs> so we're exercising, too. Yeah, there you go. See, full circle, what I <laughs> it's said. It's all full circle. But, so what are you looking for? So we already talked about Germany and your school. But just in general, if you could, like, so say that you're um, 80 years old and you're looking back at your life. Mm. What do you think you're going to be mo- looking most forward to in your when life? When I'm 80? Yeah, and you're 80. You're just looking back. Well, I'll I say- can give you. Let me give you the assignment my ag professor gave me. Sure. He he. So he made us write our own obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> so he told us, you got to write your own obituary, <laughs> and you got to write out how you think your life is gonna go. That's awesome. So do you want that assignment, or do you want my lovely? You're I, 80. I think that I like the first one. Okay. The second one's a little bit overwhelming. Cause the obituary, I said I died at 54. Because I wanted to get the assignment done and over with. Mm. And in my death, I said I died from back squatting too much. Mm. Mm. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've always I've always said I can't wait to be retired. So, I don't know. Just, just, just sit back, close your eyes, and just think, like, <laughs> I'm 80 years old. I'm sitting in my rocking chair. There's lemonade. Mm-mm. I'm Am I by myself? I don't know. Anybody can be there. You're drinking lemonade, and you're just reminiscing about your life and everything that has happened and the things that you thought you were going to do. Keep your eyes closed. And the things that you thought you were going to do. What in your life do you think you'll be looking most like forward to? Like, oh, man, I really like that experience. And don't say this podcast. Um, wait, so it's like when I'm beyond 80 or I'm looking back? You're looking back life. at 80. Okay. You're so 80 not, years old right now. You're 80. You're 80 years old. You, you have no hair because all your hair fell out. I have hair. You have wrinkles. I have fiery red hair. You have okay. wrinkles. You got crow's feet. You're just chilling in your rocking chair. Can I open my eyes when I think? 
Yeah, you can if you want to. All right, looking back. Probably, like... I don't know. I, I want to do something that's that crosses, like, any political or cultural or religious barriers, but has to do with, like, with ag. So, to answer your question, you're going to be looking forward to something that you can do that can have a big impact in the yes. world of ag. Yes. That's and what it's you're not hoping just, to do. It's not just a professional accomplishment. No, it's a life thing. That me. is, I really, really believe that's why I'm here. That's why you're here on this earth? Yeah. To do that? Yeah. You know why I'm here on this earth? Podcast. No, to call you out on your crappy stories. And when I'm... What the... F- so, okay. So, when you're 80, how many years older am I than you? So, I'll be like 84, 85. <laughs> I'm come up to you and be like, you remember all those years ago? Tell me a story. And, and if you tell me a whack story, I'm going to be like, you remember what I told you I was put on this earth to do? Call you out on your weird stories. So, mm. I hope you have a very good story. Wherever maybe, you're at. Maybe I'll have a great story. Maybe. I'll work I'll work really that'll be my new hobby. Work yeah, because you can't have a podcast and not tell good stories. I like You know how many people just laugh at my wall story? Cause they're probably looking like, how is somebody having that worse of a day? Or they have that much poison going through their body. You don't know you don't know nothing about me. You don't know where I've been, you don't know what I've seen. I think you're telling another lie. <laughs> I think you're just trying to sound interesting. You don't know my you don't know my stories. I think you're just, you don't know my grit. I think you're just trying to sound interesting. You know who you know the people that don't have grit or the people that say you don't know my grit. <laughs> Those are the people that don't have grit. I think I have like a scar like a little boo boo. Look at that. Yeah, look at you. Your hands not even calloused enough. Yes, they are. No, they're not. This is the best interview I've ever done. <laughs> I have interviewed market managers. I have interviewed <laughs> other podcasters. I've interviewed other farmers. This is my favorite one. Why? Because it is me and a friend hanging out talking about ag. But and it couldn't be because I know how to tell a damned good story. No, that's part of the fun of this, too. That I get to call you out on your weird stories. <laughs> okay. About how you sat in an airplane for 12 hours okay. and you got stung by a bee and you're... Friends told you you had a blood clot, and I would have been there saying, hey, she just got stung by a bee. What are you doing? I got a bee story for you. When I was working at this other place, we had a bunch of beehives, and I already know you don't mess with bees, but our boss wanted to see inside of the beehive, and he didn't smoke out the beehive or nothing. He just went in there cold, (laughs) took out his pocket knife, and... Pop the lid open. <laughs> now, behind him is my manager, and behind her, 10 feet away, is me with my arms crossed like, oh, they finna get stung the hell up. <laughs> so he pops that bad boy, and it makes the loudest pop noise I've ever heard in my life. And the minute he does that, all these bees come out, and they get stung up like crazy. And then they're looking back like, Dejan, run away. And I'm 10 feet away. Like, I already know. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what you guys doing? And they're, like, running to me, and they're telling me, can you pull the stingers out of my face? My manager had three stingers just in a row in her face. Oh, my God. And, and the, the boss, he was like, well, I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen. And I was all like, well, you know who did know that was going to happen? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he stood 10 feet back and watched. It was like he was going to be America's Funniest Home Video. I should have <laughs> recorded it. Because it was the most idiotic thing I've ever seen somebody do. Mm. But granted... The boss had no experience in ag. Yeah. He was just um, over the whole entire organization. Mm-hmm. And the manager, her job was really just to do bookkeeping. 
So I was like the farmer plus one other person. And when I told the other person what they did, they were like, why didn't you stop them? And I was like, I wanted to see how it was going to turn out. <laughs> I just wanted to see how it was going to turn out. You know, like when you tell those little kids, don't hit the eye on the stove and they still do it. You got to let them do it. Mm-hmm. You got to let them do it so they learn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is my favorite interview because I like just sitting down talking to somebody about ag. We'll do it again after I... When, yeah, we can zoom it. We can zoom it when you're in Germany. Yeah, there and you, you, go. S- you can stay there. A follow-up, yeah. Yeah, you're staying... Please, please stay there. That's all I wanted to say. Bye. I'm so happy you came and did the show. Yeah, Again, this I is my favorite time. show, and this is the last interview for this year. I think Lydia won interview of the year. Yeah, that's right. I'm back. You thought I left. <laughs> I think Lydia won interview of the year. Plus, her dog is all up in my face. This is the mo- I want you to know, too, this is the most chaotic interview I've ever done. <laughs> Usually, it's through Zoom, and I'm a whole lot more professional, but it's near Christmas time, and I'm in cruise control. Cruise control, yep. <laughs> I'm in cruise control, so I'm just doing whatever. This dog is legit on my lap right now. Beer's my best friend. This is a big ass dog. Oh crap, I cursed. This is a <laughs> big dog. What's up, dude? It's my best friend. Okay, get out my face. <laughs> Beer, if you want to get off, you can. Hey, so everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye. Again, this is the. Dude, I got to sign <laughs> off. My God, this is the most. You know, I have a boss. For this podcast, and my boss for this podcast is gonna be so mad when they hear this. She's gonna come down on me with rain fire saying, I told you not to have unorganized podcasts anymore. Mm. And I'm gonna tell her, you know what? That's the Lydia effect. The Lydia effect? I'm gonna say that's the Lydia effect. <laughs> you can't have a normal situation with Lydia, it's just not gonna happen. But thank you guys for listening to the show. I hope you all are still listening. <laughs> I've been halfway through. We lost everybody. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but we'll, I'll be back next week.